This episode of the Paranormal Pit Stop Podcast is made possible because of listeners like you, our patrons. Because of your incredible support, we can make this spooky dream of ours possible. So with our utmost gratitude, we would like to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to Adrian Liggett, Zach Joseph, and Evan Fields. Tuesday night about midnight while riding down in the TNT area. We came upon this thing. It was in the shape of a man, stood about six feet tall, big wings on its back. It was a light gray with red eyes about two inches in diameter. Came up over a rise in the road in front of the powerhouse. Steve saw these large red eyes, pointed the eyes out to me, and when we all looked, it was going around the corner of the building came out to the traffic circle and turned south on 62. We saw it again. It was on the bank on the left side of the road. But when the car light shone on it, moved swings out to its side and went straight up in the air. When we were on the straight road in front of the experiment farm, we saw it again. Came over the car. I sped up to 100 miles an hour and it glided over the car until we came to the curve in the road at the armory. This thing... Whatever it is. It's not a crane, a goose, balloon, or anything it's been called. I've seen it. And I know what it looks like. What you just heard was the eyewitness account from Roger Scarberry. One of the four people who had a terrifying encounter with something unexplainable on the night of November 15th of 1966. An encounter that would become front page news across the country. One that would shake the very foundation of the paranormal world and an encounter that some believe to have been a warning of tragedies to come. In this episode, we'll be making a pit stop in small town America. A town known for both a confluence between the Kanawha and Ohio rivers, as well as the world's only museum dedicated to the creature that the couples encountered on that cold November night back in 1966. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, home to the most famous cryptid of all, the Mothman. Upon arriving in Point Pleasant, it feels like you're taking a step into a simpler time in American history. Friendly locals greet you as you walk past. Numerous mom and pop stores occupy the main street in downtown. It truly is a picture-perfect representation of small-town America. But this quaint small town clinging to the riverbanks of the Ohio and Kanawha has a dark and bloodied past, one that could help explain why Point Pleasant, West Virginia, has become a hotspot of paranormal activity since its foundation. On October 10th, 1774, the Battle of Point Pleasant, West Virginia was fought. At the confluence of the two rivers, General Andrew Lewis and a band of Virginia frontiersmen defeated the allied Shawnee, Delaware, Mingo, Ottawa, and others under the Shawnee leader, Chief Cornstalk. 
That victory, which allowed the settlers to inhabit the area without threat of attack, is recognized by some historians as the first battle of the American Revolution because the Native Americans were supposedly incited by the British. In 1908, however, the U.S. Senate recognized the claim of the Battle of Point Pleasant as the first battle of the American Revolution over the claim of Lexington, Massachusetts. After suffering defeat in that battle, Chief Cornstalk became an advocate for Shawnee neutrality in the American Revolutionary War, which began in 1775. Many Shawnee fought against the Americans, hoping to regain lost land, but Cornstalk was among those who feared that fighting the Americans would prove disastrous for the Shawnee. In 1777, Cornstalk made the diplomatic visit to Fort Randolph in Virginia, now West Virginia, hoping to learn about American intentions. He and three others were imprisoned by the fort's commander upon arrival. When an American militiaman was killed by natives in the fort's vicinity, angry soldiers executed Cornstalk and the other prisoners. His murder enraged Shawnees and deprived them of an important voice of moderation in the years to come. With the murder of Chief Cornstalk and the number of lives lost during the Battle of Point Pleasant, this has scarred the town and may be one of the reasons why it has so many various types of paranormal activity. Everything from ghosts in the low hotel to UFOs, men in black paying a visit to, of course, the notorious Mothman. On December 15th, 1967, just a year after the encounters with the winged creature, another tragedy struck the small town of Point Pleasant. The collapse of the Silver Bridge was something that nobody could have predicted. It was a disaster that claimed the lives of 46 people, and all in less than one minute. But leading up to and after the disaster, numerous townsfolk began reporting sightings of some large creature sitting atop the Silver Bridge. Many even claimed he was there during the disaster itself. The description seemed to be very similar to the creature that was described by the couples that night in the TNT area. At the time, many felt as though the creature had caused the disaster and was the one responsible for the collapse of the bridge. But after some detailed inspections on the bridge after the incident, found that the culprit was instead a fractured eye bar, a weight-bearing section of the bridge that, over time, had collected water and rapidly deteriorated, eventually causing a hairline crack that split the bar into two pieces. Now it's believed that Mothman was not the cause of the incident, but instead was trying to warn the people of Point Pleasant, acting as a harbinger of doom or an omen of sorts. On November 12th, 1966, just three days before Linda and Roger Scarberry was chased into town by the winged creature, a group of five men preparing a grave for a burial also encountered a large humanoid figure lifting off from a nearby tree. But most of the sightings have occurred in West Virginia Ordnance Works, the TNT area I've mentioned earlier throughout the episode. The TNT area is an abandoned munitions manufacturing area that dates back to World War II. The area surrounding the works is mostly forested with some nearby ponds and other stagnant bodies of water, dotted with numerous grassy clearings and concrete igloos. These igloos were used to store gunpowder and other explosive materials. There are also numerous underground tunnels, most of which are now collapsed, sealed off, or flooded. but. While visiting the Mothman Museum, the curators actually provide free handwritten instructions on how to arrive at the TNT area where the famous encounter happened on that night in November of 1966. Abby and I actually visited the TNT area while out in Point Pleasant, and it's pretty cool. I definitely recommend, if you're in the area, checking it out for yourself. It's not something I would go to at night, but definitely something I would take a look at during the day. 
Word of the Mothman has spread across the country after that night, and soon many front-page newspapers were covered in headlines such as Eight Witnesses Now Testifies to Seeing Flying Creature or Red-Eyed Winged Monster Sighted in West Virginia. Mothman fever had engulfed the United States, and modern-day cryptozoology was born. Many skeptics have come forth since then, however, with theories that it was just a large owl or even a sandhill crane, as one West Virginia University professor wrote. But the town of Point Pleasant and those who have encountered the creature firsthand dismiss these claims as simply trying to explain the unexplainable. Today, the town of Point Pleasant embraces the tales of the Mothman, erecting a large statue of the creature in downtown in 2003, right next door to the museum and across the street from the notoriously haunted Low Hotel. The popularity of the creature draws people from all over the world, and they try to visit to catch a glimpse of the Mothman for themselves. While visiting the museum, we even met some travelers from England who were on a cryptid road trip of West Virginia for themselves. But even if you don't encounter Mothman for yourself, there's still plenty of red-eyed creatures to go around. Whether it's taking a visit to the Village Pizza Inn to take a bite of the famous Mothman pizza, or grabbing some cryptid-themed souvenirs at the local shops in town. Maybe even visiting the yearly Mothman Festival, a celebration of the creature that made the town famous. Point Pleasant is the hub for all things paranormal, and even though this episode is focused on Mothman, he isn't the only paranormal being in the area. Tales of the elusive men in black and UFOs are commonplace among the residents, and many of the museums and hotels in the area are said to be filled with the spirits of the deceased, showing themselves to those who come seeking. But I highly encourage you to take a trip to Point Pleasant for yourself. Indulge in all the things the town has to offer. It's a town filled with friendly faces of people just excited to share in their town's rich history and folklore. But before we end the episode, I want to leave you with a passage from the eyewitness deposition given by Linda Scarberry on the night of November 15, 1966, the night that the Mothman terrorized her and her loved ones, the encounter that spread across the globe, and the night that changed the course of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and the paranormal world forever. All at once, Steve yelled for us to look at that thing in the road. I looked up and saw it was going around the corner at the old powerhouse. It didn't run, but wobbled like it couldn't keep balance. We sat there a few seconds, then Roger took off. I kept telling him to hurry. We didn't even stop for the curves. We got out on Route 62 and were coming down the road and that thing was sitting on the second hill. As soon as our lights hit it, it was gone. Spread its wings a little and went straight up into the air. When we got to the armory, it was flying over our car. We were going between 100 and 105 miles per hour down that straight stretch and that thing was just gliding back and forth over the back end of our car. I know people are laughing at us, but it's no laughing matter. We'll never forget this thing. It has affected our lives in many ways. I am going on nerve and sleeping pills. When it gets dark, I feel the fear creeping over me. When I go any place, I automatically look up and out the windows. I am afraid to sleep or go to bed. I let the lights burn all night. Even in daylight, I am afraid to be by myself. I walk around in my own house expecting to see that thing. 
I close my eyes day or night, and I can see those red, fiery eyes staring back at me. We've been harassed and laughed at and called crazy. We can't just go up there and hand it to people on a silver platter like they seem to want us to do. We are never really going to get over our fear until we find out for sure what this thing is. I know I'll never forget it. I don't think anyone who has seen it can. This episode of the Paranormal Pit Stop Podcast is made possible because of listeners like you, our patrons. Because of your incredible support, we can make this spooky dream of ours possible. So with our utmost gratitude, we would like to say, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to Adrian Liggett, Zach Joseph, and Evan Fields. 